Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing. Today, we're going to cover November 6th sermon, Getting Personal. So you have just come back from a three-month sabbatical in Massachusetts at Gordon-Conwell Seminary. So tell me about this first sermon back, and uh, how was it? Well, you know, the the thing about the first sermon back is I had several people praying for me because you have been out and away for a while. The expectation of the congregation is, is very high. I didn't want to come in with something very heady. And, and I was also at an emotional level dealing with things about in some way grieving, leaving from up there. In some ways, I was so excited about being back here and being home. And really being away allowed me a time to reflect on how special the ministry, the people, and what we have here at Sunrise really, really is, how special it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think you could, I think people heard that um, in your voice and the message that you gave. So now we're going to dive into a couple of things um, that it's just one more thing that we're going to add on to what happened on Sunday. Um, So I know first off, the video clip usually gets a lot of questions. Um, So this was a clip from the Andy Griffith show, um, Barney Can't Sing. So can you explain a little bit about why you chose that one? Sure. Everybody was excited to hear of Andy Griffith, uh, that I was going to have an Andy Griffith video. Um, The main way that clip is typically understood, and the main way I've used it in the past, is simply someone doesn't have a gift they think they have. And how do you deal with that? But when I thought about the message, I was thinking about the other aspect of that. And I was thinking about how deeply Thelma Lou and Andy love Barney. They want to protect him, and they want to understand that they know him. They know his heart. They know his intention. He's he's a man that Thelma Lou wants to marry. And all of the good things that they can say about Barney, there is one negative thing they can say, and that's he can't sing. And oftentimes we run to that. But they saw and understood Barney's heart. And and that's what I wanted to come through the clip because that is what I felt like was going to come through Romans 16 in the passage. And it was going to come through Paul's heart. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting because I have heard Romans 16, you know, it's this, it's this long um, farewell greeting that Paul gives at the end of the book where he mentions a lot of people's names. And I had heard that in classroom settings, um, but specifically with regard to women in the church. So we see, you know, women's names in this list. And the teaching that I always received from this passage was, look, women have a role in the church. Um, There are different responsibilities that they had in the early church. And it was a support for that. But I had never heard of it from the perspective of Paul's heart towards these people. Um, So I thought that was a, a great new fresh perspective on that passage. Yeah, a lot of times when you're studying scripture, you you learn an idea and then you you look, how does this relate to my life? This message was a little bit different. I was dealing with 
loss. I knew when I went up there, I, I kind of went up to Gordon Conwell guarded. I thought I'm going to protect my heart. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm going to learn what I need to learn. I'm going to study. I'm going to stay in my cubicle and that will be it. Because I knew this had an expiration date. I knew that my time there was limited. And yet I fell in love with people. The, the, the love of Christ and God's family just gripped my heart. And, for, and I saw for the first time maybe that the difficulty of the Apostle Paul going into a town knowing that he, it would not be his forever town. He would move on. He would extend his heart and then he would have to leave. And so as I read this passage, I thought about Paul's incredible love for each and every one of, of those people he mentions. Obviously, he loved other people, but uh, he mentions them, and, and you can just tell they had affected his life. They had given him great encouragement. And in the times when he was doubting his gift, doubting his calling, he would remember their encouragement. And so uh, that's how this message came about. Um, I felt like my own feelings and experience they were leading me to this passage. Yeah, I mean, that also gives a better perspective um, when he's writing to the Thessalonians because he couldn't go back to that place. He was kicked out, and if he went back, it would cause a lot of problems for the people there. So, um, And he states it explicitly there We get that I gave you not only the gospel of Christ, but I gave you our very lives. And that's why I ended with that passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a great tie-in. The other aspect I had as I was talking after church was, you know, it didn't occur to me when I was preparing the message or delivering it, but right afterwards, the expense to put those names in a list was unbelievable. Typically, the writing material is uh, vellum or uh, papyra, and uh, vellum is animal skin. There was not a lot of that available. And typically, I mean, when you look at the Greek text, all, there's no spaces. All of the space is taken up because space is precious. And to use chapter 16 to record people's names, I mean, typically Paul could just say, hey, tell everybody I said hi. When you see him, tell him I said hello. But for him to go and list out every name, how different they were, whether they were slave or or uh, free whether they were rich or poor, male or female, Jew or Gentile, he thinks people are special enough, and he wants to encourage them. And to use that precious space to say that, it hit me, wow. Even after the sermon, it hit me, this is a big deal. And, And we need to do more of that. We need to encourage each other. That's why, you know, Mark Rogers and Scott Tomiko and, uh, Jerry Rogers, they have no idea the encouragement they offered me to analyze what I do and, and to share that with me. It, it really helped me understand the way people receive the teaching ministry here at Sunrise and my teaching ministry in particular. Yeah, well, welcome back. Um, and we're excited to see what encouragement you bring now from this um, kind of fresh rejuvenated place. And I'm sure I'm going to be telling more stories. Some of them might not be quite as appropriate in a, in a sermon, but of uh, the experiences that Gail and I had up there in uh, Massachusetts.
Yeah, and uh, it sounds like we're going to get the opportunity to meet some of the friends that you made up there. And so the ripple effect of your time there is going to continue as those people come and visit us here in North Carolina and, and come to the church. So thank you for breaking that down for us and giving us some insights into the message and the clip and your time in Massachusetts. And thank you guys for listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. <laughs>